The college football season is coming back, and we got you covered on every game. We're breaking it down on each snap all season long. Catch us every week starting on August 4th. Joe McGuire, Sean Scanlon, Jace Garcia, and yours truly, Obi Meese, giving you the highlights, predictions, and current rankings. Visit our website at hhwshow.com and subscribe to our YouTube channel. It's all four downs, part of the CMG Sports Podcast Network. It's been a pretty wet summer in Connecticut, and that means more mosquitoes than ever. If you didn't have your home service for mosquito control and find you're spending most of your time outside flooding those little pests, you are in luck. Mosquito Shield of Central Connecticut provides the best value in mosquito control services because of how they treat your yard using the Mosquito Shield tailored treatment system. They don't use a fixed schedule or an identical product one-size-fits-all service program because you can't control mosquitoes on a set number of sprays or visits. Unlike the competition, Mosquito Shield of Central Connecticut will service you for the season whatever it takes to provide superior results. This promise has awarded them an industry-leading consumer retention rating of 90%. Visit MosquitoShieldCT.com to schedule an appointment with Wade the Cesare and enjoy the rest of your summer mosquito-free. The Giants are running New York like the times as Danny is dropping all sorts of dimes. Saquon's thighs are ruining defenses' lives and Leonard Williams making opposing QBs feel him. Receivers think it's scary to line up across James Bradbury and the Giants have a bright future led by coach, judge, jury, and executioner. Tune in to Drawing About the G-Men every Wednesday at 6, live on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Drawing About the G-Men, the Giants football podcast. I'm joined, I'm Big Jay, joined by, joined like always by Joe Aguirre, King Zay, and Sean Scanlon, and special guest from Sports Talk with R&J that was on earlier today, Steve Risser. What's going on, guys? Thanks for having me, guys. I'm really happy to be on. Yeah, I mean, we're happy to have you, but, I mean, not too happy about the Giants. Big, big loss. 38-11. to 11. It was rough. It was bad. But, I, I mean, well, let's take a second to be realists here. What if Everyone had high, ex, high expectations for the Giants, and they haven't necessarily hit those, but they kind of have. We all thought that they would compete in the NFC East. And they are competing in the NFC least. But the thing is, is that there's an NFC beast taking over the NFC East in the Dallas Cowboys. And these last two games have been blowouts, but they've been blowouts to Super Bowl comp- contenders. The, the, the games against the middle-of-the-pack teams, the Giants are still in. And with all these injuries getting blown out by two Super Bowl contenders – it's it's frustrating, but it you can't be too upset. And then also, I mean, everyone's pointing the finger, blaming everyone here and there. But 
for Joe Judge, like, I feel like he needs more time. Like, this is rebuilding. And it is still rebuilding. We weren't expected to go out there and be dominant this quick. And we haven't been. The Giants haven't been. But I, I, I think if you're going to take someone away from this, it has to be Jason Garrett. Because look at what happened with Dallas since Jason Garrett. Look at what happened. They bring in Mike McCarthy. They had this great beginning, and then Dak got, gets injured. They were looking like they were about to run away from with the NFC East last year until Dak got injured. Now they're actually running away with it. And, all they, and it was because Jason Garrett is a cancer. Jason Garrett doesn't know how to call plays. So that's why that's the same issue I think the Giants have here. But, I mean, let's get back to the game. Joe, what would you think of the loss? Look, it's clear that the Giants are closer to the bottom of the league than they are to the top of the league. And the only excuse I'll make for this team is they're just there's no health on this team. They're, they've got too many key guys out in too many places. The offensive line was playing well. Now you got Andrew Thomas on IR. Had so many injuries on that on that line that was already such a big uncertainty, and they were still playing well. But as as it is right now, and against any team that's not in the bottom five, I don't see how the Giants are going to be able to muster enough to win. Now, and Zay and I were talking about this before the show. You know, look, the Giants are always capable of doing some cool stuff late. But when are they going to be healthy enough to do that? Because I love Daniel Jones. I I don't think there is a problem with Daniel Jones and boo-hoo with the turnovers. That's what being a quarterback is in this league. And when you're on the run uh, and running for your life, that's what happens. And when Devontae Booker is standing behind you and Kadarius Toney's in the locker room and Kenny Galladay isn't playing, this is what happens. So – you know, it is what it is. That that first drive, 14, plays 73 yards, 8 up, 539. I took Matthew Stafford as my fantasy lock. I took the Rams as my – I took the Rams in my suicide league. And I thought to myself, listen, if the Giants pull this off, great. I'll have such a – it'll be such a, a great win for me. But the reality is – Stafford was going to light them up, and they were going to lose. And that's exactly what happened. But I think right now uh, there's talent on this Giants team, but they there's so much that has to be fixed on this team right now. Yeah, and I think the the biggest fix right now has to be the play con. Because, I mean, look at the, the drives. When, when they were moving the ball, it was distributing the ball evenly amongst everyone. Then – the, the drives where we couldn't get anything going, Daniel Jones, Sterling Shepard, Sterling Shepard, Sterling Shepard, Kadarius Tony, Kadarius Tony, Kadarius Tony. You you can't be forcing that stuff. But uh, I mean, injuries have been a, were, are continue to be a big problem. And Steve, I've listened to you on your show because I produce it. The, the injuries to you, it, that's on Dave Gettleman. In a way, yes, because if, if it continues to happen multiple times, I feel like that's on the general manager. Like you, Kenny Galladay missed 10 games in Detroit last year. He gives him $18 million. Saquon Barkley continues to get hurt. 
it, I, my philosophy is if injury, injury, injuries continue to happen to the same play, same players, that ends up being on the general manager. Now, I wanted Dave Gettleman gone last year. He, he had that winning streak. I kind of changed, changed my mind at the end of the season, but I'm not changing my mind now. Right now, he is absolutely first to go for this team. It's, it, it has to happen. Wow. Uh, <laughs> think that's little... Judge being first to go? I, I, I do see, like I said, I've told you before, I think if anyone takes the fall, it's going to be Judge, and I told you waiting in the helms will be Jason Garrett to be the coach because the Giants will use the excuse of money. And that'll be a cheap way to just get a head coach, a guy who's already has experience, a head coach, he's already in the building. So why not just use that guy? It only obviously makes sense. But as far as Gettleman, I think Gettleman has brought plenty of talent to the team. You know, as far as health, there's not much he can do about these guys staying healthy. That goes to them, them and their actual physical fitness and how they're, you know, treating their bodies on and off the field. I can't really hold that to Gettleman. That's not his fault. And to blame Jason Garrett for the offensive lack of, offense is really not his fault he's working with what he's got he's got an offensive line that's inconsistent he's got receivers that can't stay healthy he's got a, a star running back that can't stay on the field so as, at what point what do you want him to do you tell him not to force the ball to these receivers but the giants don't have many other options it's not like the backup guys are out here you know running out these these, these amazing routes and catching you know 10 passes a game for 100 yards it's just not happening none of these guys that we talked about in the training camp who we thought would possibly step up. There were injuries would step up. None of them have at this point. So what were the two major issues after last season, as we all understood it, offensive line and offensive line and a pass rusher. Pass rusher. And they didn't, they went out and spent a ton of money on a cornerback and a wide receiver. I, I, and I agree with you. I've That's said Gettleman. You want to put him on Gettleman. I agree, but he, he's trying to do a lot. He's trying to help out his guys. He's bought in guys he thought should be able to rush. Lorenzo Carter should be a good rush pass rusher. There's no reason for that. And we've seen Aziz Elijah, Elijah, excuse me, Elijah He'll eventually be something. We can see that there's potential there. O'Shane Zimenez, he might be a bust, but again, you're bringing in guys and you're hoping for the best. Yeah, we could pay for guys on the street, but it doesn't mean they won't get injured neither. We could go and pay for these guys, these Yannick Ngakwe's, and it doesn't matter if he has a hamstring issue because the Giants training staff can't keep these guys healthy. It really wouldn't matter at that point who we sign. So I think it's a little deeper than just trying to put it on these guys and you know in front. It's easy to put it on the coaches, the GMs. They're the face. Those, those are the head guys. Those are the mouthpieces. It's easy to put it on them, but it comes down to a lot more than that. Sometimes it comes down to actual performance on the field, and the performance isn't there. The health isn't there. The, the, the trainers aren't doing something proper. There's something going on wrong. There shouldn't be this many injuries across the board. And as far as, like I said, the defense was a great defense last year. Pass rush or not, there was a top 10 defense in the league last year. For them to have this much drop-off and you added guys, that doesn't make sense to me. So again, I don't know how you blame Gettleman who gets you a top 10 defense. He brings you offensive weapons. You know, the offensive line was playing good. What more do you want from him? Yeah, wins. Yeah, but look at the team. Yeah, look at the team's record since he's taken over. They're six. Yeah, it's terrible. Eventually, you're going to have to put that on the general manager. That's what performance comes down to it too. It it comes down to it too. Honestly, we could put Tom Brady back there at quarterback, and I don't think he'd win that many games just because the performance isn't there all around. I don't. Offensive line matters when people talk about. You you said the 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 performance isn't there, and that's on the general manager. He's been here for three years, and he's had a chance to put around talent, and we have no wins to show for it, like absolutely nothing. What do you want him to do? You ask for Saquon Barkley. You say this guy's a freak talent, one of a kind. You have to get him. He goes and gets you Saquon Barkley. 
that's on the manager, taking a running back second overall. As much as I love Saquon, that's I mean that that pick is going to come back to haunt us. Uh, that that's on the general manager. That's again, he can't. It's hindsight. He can't see these injuries coming. I, so yeah, honestly, and you say he brings talent in, but I, I agree with Steve. I mean, there's no wins to show for over the last, you know, three seasons that he's been here. And it, it, it's getting to a point where, I mean, the Giants are embarrassing. We are the laughing stock of the league right now. And, it, and it, I mean, you have to put the blame on somebody. That I mean, Joe Judge has been absolutely he, – he's been awful this year. I, and I was a defender of Joe Judge last season. I thought that he did a good job of rallying them at the end of the season. But this year, with his in-game management, I mean – let uh, this week leaving in Daniel Jones and 38 to three game where he's coming off a game where he just had to get carted off because of concussion. His O line is out. He has no receivers to throw you throw to, and you're leaving him in the game. Stuff like that. Dave Gettleman. I mean, I, he's he's just not been great. I, he's brought in some terrible free agents. His drafts have been okay, but uh, like Zay said, some of these guys have been busts and. Just as overall, and like you said, with the defense, they were a top 10 defense last year. They're bringing more talent and they get worse. It's because guys are underperforming. James Bradbury has played terrible. Uh, Dexter Lawrence has been a no-show. Adoree Jackson hasn't done his part. and it's, He's getting paid, I, too. It's frustrating. <laughs> Dory Jackson's getting paid a lot to keep dropping interceptions in the end zone. But we're not going to keep talking. Exactly. I mean, that's that's what I mean. Dave Gettleman, he brings in these names, these names that you know that you know are, are big names in the league. But they, right when they come to New York, they they haven't done anything. And it, and it showed up last year. Bradbury was great last year. So was Leonard Williams. Obviously, Blake Martinez too. But this year, it, it's falling off a cliff. And at at some point, you have to put it on the general manager. I've been telling you for years, Saquon's a bust. I said it for years. Y'all told me I was wrong because he looked good in spurts. This is the situation of if the players performed, we wouldn't be mad at Gettleman. And that's why I said it comes down to performance. Because there was a time you loved Saquon, and I kept telling y'all, he's a bus, he's a bus, he's a bus. Y'all told me I was crazy. I, I still yeah. love Saquon. Yeah, I, I mean, I, yeah, he's still, when, when he's on the field, he still is going to do when, the best. I mean, when, I, I understand when. it. it, it it's rough. But, I mean, it has been the worst franchise since 2017. But also look at that. I mean, three coaches since then. I mean, there's got to be a point where you got to commit, I, I think. I think just keep cutting off your nose to spite your face. Just keep rebuilding and rebuilding. You're never going to eventually build up. But, I, I mean, I, I don't know. There, there's just so much, so many fingers to point, and I guess that's just New York sports in general. There's so many fingers to point to see who's wrong here, who's wrong there. But – I Joe, at some point, it's just you just got to look at the franchise itself, right? So I have some bad news for all of you and for all Giants fans watching. And it's we we have a blind love for this team. And I don't think we realize how much we have in common with the Bears and the Lions. And some of the uh, maybe the browns the giants have had 19 winning seasons since 1964 that's 57 years 19 winning season and by 19 i mean at least a 7 and 5 in the 12 game seasons uh 9 and 7 uh in in the 16 game era 85 to 90 2006 to 2013 those are the only real 
runs of success the Giants have had since the 1950s. I mean, this this franchise has been remarkably inept for a really long time. The 2000 Super Bowl, they were 6-10 and 10 both seasons before and the season immediately following. There one year, you go, one of those years they go, made the playoffs, though. That one year with San listen, Francisco. Yeah. Yeah. If you go through the Giants' all-time records, you will, you'll be stunned at how many 6-10 and 10 finishes there are. That's generally what the New York Giants have been since 1964. The the only franchise to me that's been doing it year after year and doing it right happens to be the Pittsburgh Steelers, which oddly enough, the the two families that own these two teams uh, have a long connection. We (laughs) definitely didn't get the football brains of that family. Okay. We didn't get it. Not at we all. got Not the all. we got you know we're the more highly regarded the the Giants they don't sign guys that beat their wives and I respect that and I like that in my franchise we don't want drunk drivers and wife beaters and rapists and all that that's great meanwhile the rest of the league is is signing the the Kareem Hunts of the world with reckless abandon and the and the Giants continue to draft poorly this has been going on for. Uh, at least since uh, the 2000s, team does not draft well. Uh, outside yeah, we of Eli well Manning, Ernie of course he left. Right, listen, outside of Eli Manning, we didn't even draft. There, there really wasn't much to show for for any of the draft. I mean, we drafted JPP and players like that. I mean, listen, no, yeah, we, the, yeah, players. we we used to draft. So I mean, the, the Giants were built on having a great defensive line. You'll all recall when I mean. When they didn't need a guy like Jason Pierre-Paul, they still went and drafted that guy. Best available player. The stupidest philosophy on earth. Address needs. You're, you're running a 1970s offense in 2021 when all of the rules of this game dictate you need to be throwing the football. I mean, and listen, I understand it's hard to, to, to throw the football at Giant Stadium especially as you get into this time of the year. But you need a better offensive system. Like, you, you getting rid of Dave Gettleman, not necessarily because he hasn't performed, but the Giants need somebody who wasn't born when the Giants were good. Somebody who's completely disillusioned at how good this franchise is, because it's not. It's mostly been really bad. For a really, really long time. What they can't do is if they do fire Gettleman is promote from within. But knowing this franchise, that's what I think they're going to do because they've done that all the time. uh, Ernie Acorsi, they promoted from within. Jerry Reese, they promoted from within. Dave Gettleman, yeah, he was in Carolina, but he's he's been with the organization. So I really feel like I'm I'm not going to be surprised if this team promotes from within if they get rid of Dave Gettleman. It wouldn't shock me. And that's yeah. and that, and that's probably where you have a great point, Joe. The main you, reason you, is ownership has ownership is the biggest reason why this team is what they are. Steve, you could almost argue Joe Judge is a hiring from within. Yeah, because he came from. Yeah, because he came. Right, he well Bill Belichick. Yeah, that's what he said. Just a disciple of that guy. Yeah, the, the Giants don't want to break free and try something new. It the, look, it, it's been fifty-seven years with very little success. It has, but again, you're in a division where you have a team like the Cowboys, who's done taking basically anybody criminal, you know, 
serial killer, whatever you are, they'll put you on their roster. And you've seen for the last 30 years, it still hasn't come out to a title. It hasn't come out to much more than one playoff win or two playoff wins. Excuse me. So it, it doesn't mean it goes well if you change your you know, your formula, that doesn't mean it's going to change everything. I think, like you said, it just comes down to the franchise just being smarter in general. You talk about, like you said, you can't throw this time of year. You just rebuilt the stadium. You should have built a stadium that was, you know, co- that would, you know, complement your climate, your situation, your windy, your spiraling winds or whatever it is. And they didn't. They just built another money grab. That's literally what it is. If you've ever been to the stadium before, it's nothing special. It's there's nothing, nothing, no, nothing to go there. You go to stadiums all around the world, and there's something cool in their stadiums. The Giant Stadium is just a stadium, so it almost seems like it was a, a, a gigantic waste of money. So again, it goes back to the up top brains. They're just not as smart as they used to be anymore. I don't know what it is. They're just not there. You, you, like, and it's still to me, it stems back to the Odell Beckham situation. You give him money, you trade him away, and the team has been garbage ever since. If, 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 if I'm being real, last winning season we had, Odell Beckham Jr. was there. That's why he received that money. It was, you know, they went 11-5 that year, lost the playoff game, and whatever. That was really it. And then once they traded them, they haven't had a home run hitter. You, you know, you might have something in Kadarius Tony, but, again, we don't know. And that's why I bring the point up of maybe trading Sterling Shepard. But, obviously, that's here or there. Obviously, that's... <laughs> for later shows <laughs> but again I, I the giants need to become smarter up top like you said as a franchise that's really what the issue is it's it's up top I, the thing like i mentioned like regardless everything anything that you do is going to be a, a step back and some sort of rebuild and put us maybe even another 4 years in the hole so, like, it, it's just tough. I mean, it, it's bad. It's 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 just a terrible situation. I, I hate being a Giants fan, but I love being a Giants fan. It's just so hard. But and Zay, you mentioned trades. We'll, we'll we'll talk about that next week as the trade deadline is closely approaching. What the Giants can do there. But now let's look ahead to the Week Seven matchup. The three and three Carolina Panthers come to town. Sean, starting with you, how do you see this playing out? Um, I, it's it's going to be hard to get a win with all these players hurt on offense. Um, even though the Panthers have been struggling, their their defense is still pretty good. They have some good pass rushers uh, in Hassan Reddick and Brian Burns, and Stephon Gilmore is coming back to practice this week. So I. I mean, with Andrew Thomas, I put it on IR. We don't have any receivers except for Sterling Shepard. Uh, obviously, Saquon's out. So I, I think we'll, we'll be able to keep it a close game because Sam Darnold has kind of come back to earth a little bit. Uh, he's been throwing a lot of interceptions lately. Uh, and this offense has kind of tailed off in the last couple of weeks, especially with Christian McCaffrey out. So hopefully this Giants defense could, could get some stops on third downs, get off the field, and uh, give the ball back to this offense. But I just don't see a sc- – us scoring enough points to stay in this game. So I, I think it will be close for the majority of the game. I, I could see the Panthers uh, probably winning by a touchdown late. 
Um, so it, it really falls on the defense this week. If if we want to have any success down the stretch, uh, I mean, it's it, it's going to be on the defense that, uh, like Zay was saying earlier, was a top 10 defense last year. They bring in more talent. There's no reason why they shouldn't be uh, uh, top half of the league defense right now. And they're, you know, right at the bottom. Uh, I, I'm pretty sure they're 27th in scoring. They, they give up uh, one of the most yards per games in the league. So uh, it's been frustrating this year to see this defense. So they need to step up this week uh, if they want to get a win and maybe try and get some momentum going. But uh, I just don't see it happening with how banged up this offense is right now. Yeah, I mean, it's tough. Uh, Steve, uh, I I know you're a Sam Darnold guy. He's coming back to MetLife. I mean, I think I don't think he plays great, but I think he gets the win. The Giants just—they're just too banged up. Way too many injuries on offense. I mean, the Panthers do are, are good getting after the getting to the quarterback with Brian Burns and Hassan Reddick. So I think they're getting pressure on Daniel Jones and force a turnover from Daniel Jones. I do think the Giants will force a turnover from Sam Darnold. Darnold's Darnold always throws that one terrible interception every game. And I think he's going to do it in this game. But at the end of the day, I feel like the Panthers are going to end up winning this game by a touchdown. I got as I said on the show, I got the Panthers 27-20. Joe, funny. Love the Panthers. Yeah, listen. You said Sam Darnold was coming back to MetLife, uh, and he's actually coming back to real life, and he's playing uh-huh. a little bit more like Sam Darnold. But to be fair, thank you. Uh, to be fair, uh, when you don't have Christian McCaffrey on the field, you're not you're you just aren't as good a quarterback as you are when he is on the field. And so let's let's consider that. Uh, Chuba Hubbard uh, just just isn't quite the same thing, is he? Chuba, uh, that yeah. Look, that said, uh, I think with Kadarius Tony and Barkley and Galladay all out with that line uh, still banged up, with Andrew Thomas out for at least three games on IR, I don't see the Giants scoring enough points to win this football game. I just don't, you know, Daniel Jones maybe breaks off a 80-yard run or something. I, I think it's going to be really hard for this team to sustain drives. I think the Panthers' defense is just too good for this Giants' offense. Again, the way it's currently constructed due to all the injuries. So I think this might be uh, a really good win for Carolina. I think they'll they'll probably uh, uh, do them by at least two touchdowns, Steve. I hate to say that. Damn, that's two touchdowns. That's I mean, you you've been high on Carolina all year, so it's a good all team. Right. Yeah, Zay, you you said Saquon's a bust. But I saw a little post earlier today that said Todd uh, Christian McCaffrey is Todd is the next Todd Gurley. Is Christian McCaffrey a bust? Uh, Christian McCaffrey again is another one in the Saquon Barkley category for me where it comes up as you're a bust and it's not because of your health, not because of what you can do on the field. Obviously those are two out of the world talents. It's comes down to the fact that they can't be there for their team. And that's the most important part. Obviously I don't care what you could do, you know, off the field, you know, while you're on the field, if you're not there, you can't help us. This isn't Madden. You know, guys aren't coming back every, you know, you can't reset the game and bring guys back. So if they're not there, they're not helping out your team. So I think for that point, I, Yes, to me, Christian McCaffrey is a bust. I don't think he can stay healthy. I just don't think he can. I think he's one of these guys that if he could, he'd probably be an MVP candidate every year, but he just can't stay healthy. And when it, But to that, I do think the Giants will actually win this game. 
I picked the Giants to win this game a couple of weeks ago. I said this should be one of the games they can win because I said Sam Darnold will fall off a cliff as he has, and we've seen it. He will be back to Sam Darnold that we know. And I do think the Giants can pull this off. I think they can pull it off. I think it'll be an ugly game. I think the defense, like Sean says, is going to have to step it up. It's going to be probably a field goal type of game at the end. Graham Gano hopefully knocks down a field goal. He doesn't run into his one of his field goal situations where he starts missing. But I do think the Giants can pull this off. I, and then if they don't pull this off, I, I don't know what other games they can win on the schedule. I can't even pencil in Washington the like previous years where you could just pencil in Washington before the season. We can't even do that anymore. So if the Giants, to me, can't pull this game off, I, I don't know what games are left for them to do it. It's like I said, a team that's just as beat up as you, falling off a cliff, probably not going in the right direction, and this is your opportunity. If the Giants can't pull it off, then the Giants season is completely lost to me. No, yeah, you're right. I hope that happens. <laughs> yeah. Think, I, I'd I, like that very much, Say. I mean, I always pick the Giants. I do think this is – like the the most winnable game left on their schedule, and like I said earlier, like it's really easy to get super down on the Giants, especially after the past two weeks. But the past two weeks have been against Super Bowl contenders, legitimate Super Bowl contenders, and you, you get smashed. All right, yeah, but they weren't me, competitive at all. Let me stop you for a minute that. because it's look, so here's hard. what you. <laughs> right here's what you said before so let let me clear it up for you okay when it comes to the the bottom feeders of the NFL right teams like the yeah. Falcons and and Washington let's just say the Giants lost close ones to that uh let's talk about the better teams in the league like the Broncos the Cowboys the Rams the Giants got blown out completely by those teams so as I said, they're closer to the bottom of the league, but they've lost to some of the, the bad teams already. They couldn't muster out a win there. So yeah. how are they going to beat a team like Carolina that's more middle of the pack when they can't beat Falcons and they get blown out by all the good teams, although the Saints think whatever. The Saints are middle uh, of the pack. Yeah, I'm not counting the Saints game. Let's, okay. let's throw that out the window. That was a magical <laughs> afternoon. Where can- everything was right. Saquon was on the field for a whole game right. with Daniel Jones. It was like the most I, – I, I forgot what that was like. I forgot they were on the same team. I forget sometimes. It was a good I'm day. like, oh, what years did those guys play? It's too bad their careers never crossed over. That's how it seems. You, you, you finally got him a game with all the weapons. He used them. The offensive line played great. The defense did the bend but don't break thing. They got the win. It was the only week where things went well. It was the only week where they stopped the other team on third down. But even at that, as I pointed out, they still struggled on on both ends in that game. They got lucky and they pulled that one out. Yeah, but I I think. I don't want to say lucky. That's not fair. They, they they completed the job that day, and it's still something yeah. that they can't do. But, look, to see this team get blown out the last two weeks. It's disheartening. Wait, granted, it, the it, Cowboys, it, they, they, they melted that game. They were in that game for the first half. If the Giants stayed healthy, the outcome could have been different. The yeah, game but, was looking yeah, so, really different. But, but the Giants are great at point, that, though, having a competitive first point, half and then getting look, blown out in the second. We've but, seen this team in years past. Where they they start the season one and three, one and four, and they start getting blown out a whole bunch. 
and you start to question whether everybody's bought into the system or if everybody's heart's still in it. And I feel like here we are in week seven, and I already feel like I have to wonder that. I mean, James Bradbury didn't lose a step in the offseason. That doesn't seem right to me. Why is he getting burned left, right, and sideways? Yeah, that's bad. Where darn ain't home set. <laughs> yeah, and as you playing. said before, Zay, if, if, if Jackson drops one more interception, I swear to God. Somebody got to hurt that man. What is wrong with him? Again, that's that, a goddamn that ball. Interception that wins us the game. So then it's, it, I'm telling you, it's, it's, it's a thing of performance. Because of the interception, the game's over. The Giants have another win and, and they win column. And maybe the season isn't a complete loss. Maybe we're looking at this game like, all right, how can the Giants pull this off to try to bring themselves back in? But you have these situations where you have these bad luck, jumping off sides that was on side, stuff like this. It, it comes down to performance. It's like you say, yeah, but listen, hold on. Let, let's, Zay, let's say the Giants went into the, the game against the Cowboys three and one. Okay. Let's say those things had turned out the other way. They were three and one. Now they're three and three coming off blowout losses to two contenders. That's a I mean, message to you that you don't belong with the big dogs. If they're three and one, they're probably healthy. We don't know if they get blown out against the Dallas Cowboys. We don't know if they get blown out against the Rams. Like he really had nothing against the Rams. You had Kadarius Tony for the first drive, and that was it. You literally had nothing. And I told you, paying Sterling Shepard for nothing. He's still on the boat trip. I haven't seen Sterling Shepard. Y'all can keep telling. I haven't seen him. He's still on that boat trip that him He's, and Odell and him. I don't know why you hate on Sterling Shepard so much. I, again, he had ten catches on, on a. Yeah, a guy who's getting paid. I know he's, he's playing for a guy who's getting paid at top fifteen receiver. He's he's getting he's getting paid up there. No, he's not. He's like top twenty somewhere up there. He's getting money, bro. He's up. I looked it up the other day. He's getting money. He's he's one. Of, he's, he's not, not a, one of these. He's not getting paid as a top fifteen receiver. He's getting he's paid like getting nine million dollars a year. No, I think it was like closer to nine or something like that. And the top receivers are only again. You have one receiver who's making twenty five. You have one that's making like fifteen. And the others are making somewhere around ten. I looked this up the other day because I was looking to see how much he's making to have such little performance. I'm not seeing touchdowns from him. I want touchdowns. We got rid of Odell Beckham. We gave you money expecting touchdowns. Not catches. He wasn't, that he wasn't really the He's hurting no, all the time. How, how many concussions has he had throughout the last few years? He had his last two, season. Uh, that was it. He has the hamstring. The hamstring. I, I'm just not a, a Sterling Shepard fan. I'm sorry. But Shepard was never like he's he's that possession guy. He's never going to yeah, you be can't that touchdown guy. They're two like, completely different yeah. receivers. Yes, but when you get rid of Odell in the hopes that this man steps up, that's what Gettleman was hoping. That was the idea. So let me clear up a couple team. things because facts are important. Uh, he is the 26th best paid receiver out 26? of 317. Not quite as oh. high as they suggested, but I that's 20. I'm sorry. But, but let dude, look, 20. there's hold on. There's 30 teams. Yeah. If every team has a, a, a WR1, then they're saying he's – in the top half of the WR ones, that and doesn't jive. Holiday, that you were right, too. but that doesn't jive with the production we've ever gotten out of that guy. His his uh, yearly is ten point two five. That's which that's is high which is definitely yes, it is. Especially when you're not even the number one receiver, and now yeah. with Kadarius Tony, he's you know again. Listen, right in a situation where Kadarius Tony and Kenny Galladay are healthy, and Darius Slayton's your your deep guy, 
You're talking about Sterling Shepard. Throw in a healthy Kyle Rudolph and, and Ingram. What is what is Sterling Shepard? He's a really overpaid slot guy. Yeah, that is that is definitely facts. I like Sterling Shepard. <laughs> I like Sterling Shepard. He got a great week, but there, here we go. Tony Agresti says Shepard's not a game changer. It's not. Again, no. dude, he could have 10 catches, and it's like, oh, Sterling Shepard. I, I agree with that, but he's, today? Wow. He's, been a, he's been a great safety blanket for Daniel Jones. Yeah. Especially on third. He's that. a huge third Tony down Tony could do guy, everything so he could do and more. Kadarius Tony can do everything he can do and more. Kadarius Tony, he gets the ball, and he makes more things but happen. Kadarius Tony isn't the great route runner that he – he's great after the catch. He, believe me, he's one of the most electric after-the-catch guys in the league right now, <laughs> even after a couple weeks. But Sterling Shepard, his ability to get open in those uh, in those third-down situations, he's a, he's a great route runner, especially out of the slot position. So, that, I mean, those there's been a bunch of Daniel Jones plays where he's, he's a West Welker, and he's getting paid like he's Randy Moss. I, yeah, I mean, I, I agree that he he's probably a little bit overpaid, but I I, I mean, he, you guys are acting like we'll he's an it. absolute bum, though. We'll take no, no. Listen, no, I, hold on. What did I just What did I just say? I just said, look, this guy, this guy could have he could average ten catches a night, and it seems like he didn't do anything. He's, he's, he's not. Yeah, changer. he's not like the game breaker that I I agree. He's but. a great safety blanket. I'll take him. He's a good slot guy. He gets the job done. He's got good hands. Just has never been a difference maker. He's not a Mario Manningham type. That was a that was a good third option guy. Steve Smith, great. There, that's another good He's one. Another yeah, there's been some guy. guys that like you know. I just I like Sterling Shepard. Don't get me wrong. I hate the new number, but uh, it's too weird. Stop, I hate when people do that. It's I I hate the whole idea of it. But that's for another time and day. Yeah, uh, I mean, I'm just saying he is overpaid. That's that's a fact Uh, for a guy who doesn't really make a difference in any game he's in. And is not right, necessarily well, yeah, the most reliable he's guy good, He's having a good year. I, I wouldn't say he's not making a difference this year. First game, he had seven catches, 113 yards and a touchdown. He was the best receiver against the Broncos. And they next, lost next week. Yeah, I, under, I yeah, obviously the Giants suck. We lose freaking every week. Uh, the week after that, he had nine catches for ninety-four yards, and then the next Lost. week he gets hurt, so he has two catches, and then last week ten for so, seventy-six. So he's productive for one game. So Wait, what about you the other pro- games? I just he's named three, three games, games right there. What about the other games? <laughs> he was hurt. Right. That's zero production. Okay. Your best about ava- what is it? Your best abilities, your availability, ability, best yes. abilities, availability. Yeah, well, the none, best none of the game Giants they had this year was against the so Saints. It's not just him. The best game they had this year was against the Saints, and he wasn't there. And it, and the offense flowed a lot better without him. Didn't miss a beat. Yeah, it's because every, everyone else was playing. No, now no one else. Right, they don't need him. He's yeah. expendable, Sean. I'm sorry, especially a team that needs an offensive lineman or a pass. Well, no one's going to take that contract if he's overpaid. Why would you take an overpaid guy? Again, that goes to the front office being smarter. They oh, got to be smarter. Full house. Yeah, now gentlemen. you've done it. Now you guys have done it. Here comes Trevor. Trevor, tell him what's up. Guys are, yo, here's the thing. I'm listening to you guys this whole time. You guys are talking way too much about Sterling Shepard. Let's talk about something else. Yeah. I'm just standing up for sure. He apologize. You're right. He's not that good to be spending this much time on. You're right. Him. He's not a game changer. But he's, all, he's all the Giants have right now. That's a sad statement. Which doesn't make sense when you have Evan Ingram, who's a freaking nature. Yeah, Evan Ingram is a he's he's a freaking nature. You gotta go. (laughs) 
I package him too. Him, Shepard, and yeah. a pick. And one of the first Trevor, round. Trevor, are the Giants going to be able to beat the Panthers? Um, without Andrew Thomas not playing, without Kadarius Tony, this offense is very limited. It's back to where we saw last year, the year before. It's very limited with weapons. I expect Carolina to bounce back. I mean, Carolina, we talked about this a couple weeks ago. I didn't consider them a legit team, just like I didn't consider the Broncos, and it's showing, again, that these teams, it's because of their schedule. It, it could be a wide-open game. The Giants' defense has to – make some sort of way to get Sam Darnold to turn the ball over, give Daniel Jones a chance if they could establish some sort of rushing rushing attack and keep Daniel Jones healthy. And that's what it comes down to again. is it, it, This is a game that the Giants could win because it's just what the Giants do. But I, I, I would see the, the Panthers – finishing the job. I think they're a more they're a more complete team right now. And that's not saying a lot. The Giants are battered with injuries. Like every other team, like a team like the Baltimore Ravens. Yeah. It's just the Giants are in a state of like we talked about the other day. They they need a slap in the face because it's reality time for Giant fans that this isn't a good franchise right now. And we're in the dark days of being Giant fans and it's just what it is. I'm a I'm as passionate as they come as a Giant fan. But you got to be real realistic. That's the thing. You can't. You could be a fan, and then you could be a, a biased, a fanatic, and be biased like some people on this that don't ever pick against the Giants. Don't know who, but we know who we're talking about. Man, I still had the best pick record last year. So what'd you say? The best I had the best pick, pick record. Year? Yeah, I was an expert last year. Oh, you're talking Wait, about so. the past. Oh, yeah, no. Okay. Like all Yankees, I got you. Are Gi- like all Yankees, Wait, but not on picking the, no, but not on the you. picking the. Dude, you would have no, finished Giants, so much better. Yeah, I would like all Yankee and Giant fans that still but, live in the past with all of our championships that we haven't won in ten years. But it's okay. Yeah. Let's talk about the now, and that's what the Giants are. The Giants are not a good franchise. There's a reason why no. they've started one in five or worse the past five freaking years. It's just where they're at. Bad drafting. And I know everybody's in love with Kadarius Tony, but guys, we didn't need Kadarius Tony. We didn't. We really we didn't. We needed Rashawn Slater. Yeah. We needed a guy like Rashawn Slater. We needed a guy like Micah Parsons that is changing their teams respectively. But look at the Dallas defense. It's a it's a lot. I won't say a lot better. It's better and much improved from what it was last year. And the Good Chargers enough. offensive line, Justin Herbert has some sort of uh, enough time to make the throws. Austin Eckler, to get those holes and get and, and dominate what he's been doing so far. It's about the need. The Giants haven't been hitting on their draft picks. That's why they've that's why they're in the state that they are in right now. Bad contracts, bad hires. They got to get away from the same old hirings of guys like Dave Gettleman, people that are in-house. Just can't. Got to change it up a bit. Because right now that method, that philosophy is not working currently. And that's why the Giants are in the position that they are, and that's why they're 17 and 51 since 2017, which is currently the worst record in the NFL. They are, and we hate to say it because we used to always break their stones all the time. They are a laughing stock, boys. That's what it comes down to right now. Mm-hmm. And if you don't think so, then you're not watching the same thing that all that most people are watching every Sunday. You know, it's funny. I don't know why 2017 is the cutoff barometer on that record. I suppose it's because they were 11 and 5 in 2016. Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah, but if you go to 2015, 14, and 13, you'll find uh, they're racked up a lot more losses there as well. Since their Super Bowl season, you take away that 11 win year, they only have a a combo of 40 wins. 
Combined yep. 40 win, 44 wins since the Super Bowl. Take away that 111-5 season. They only have 44 wins, guys, in 10 years. And one of those wins was yeah. the year after they won the Super Bowl, too. They won nine games. So it's probably yeah. it would be even less. Yeah, yeah. exactly. That, that, that's it. That's where the Giants are. So we could point the finger and laugh at the Detroit Lions or laugh at the New York Jets franchise or even laugh at the Cleveland Browns franchise for what it's been. We're one of them. We should really be pointing the finger at us and laughing at ourselves because realistically, guys, it's dark days and sad days for New York Giant fans. You know, listen, it's funny. uh, Again, I'm 46. Uh, I grew up basically when Lawrence Taylor showed up. I started watching football and Phil Sims and Joe Morris, Carl Banks, Leonard Marshall. This team was really good uh, from 85 to 90. And I knew the Giants sucked in the 70s, but they were great in the 60s, in the 50s, in the 30s, and the 20s. They had some – look at their record, by the way. If you ever get a chance, go on Football Reference. Uh, the Giants were unbelievable in the 20s, yeah. 30s, and 40s. But, um, yeah, yeah I grew up them. I grew up when the, and the Giants were great, and they were always in it. They went through a little weird stretch in the 90s. They uh, did not do well with the salary cap. They They mismanaged it from the jump. And, and and literally, there was a gap basically from the 90s. You take off the, the Super Bowl that they got destroyed in by Baltimore. Up until Eli took over, this team was dreadful. And we convinced ourselves year after year, like, oh, this is weird. And every now and again, they go 9-7, and seven, Steve. And you're like, oh, all right, we're back. And then we're 6-10 and 10 again the next year. And it's been going on for a long time. And you had a nice stretch run with Eli. And it's over. And again... You get the one blip, couple of years, and that's it. This mm-hmm. is this is a real problem here. This they really do need to blow this thing up. You can't. And the problem mm-hmm. is, John Barrett's never going to do it. You you can't. You're in New York. You're in New York. I hate to say, it, and that's part of the issue. New York don't want to wait. We don't like to wait for rebuilds. We want our teams great right away. We don't like. It, it, look at any New York team. Look at the Yankees. They don't look to rebuild. They just buy players. You you look at. Obviously, the, the Jets and the Mets are a little different, but when it comes to the teams that know how to make money moves, even the New York Knicks, uh, New York teams don't like to wait. They used to buy the, what they could go on the market and get, and hopefully that will bring them a championship. That's what the Yankees did for years. They bought championships, basically, Man. when they were winning. Huh? Obviously, Man. The, in the 90s, obviously, they were homegrown. You had your, your homegrown heroes, but for the most part, we don't like to wait. In New York, we right. our team's great. Right away, we don't want to rebuild. Listen, let me tell you. Let me tell you about the 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 ninety six to two thousand Yankees. They did a great job of developing talent, right? Hitting on on obviously the core six. Really, it it was, and then supplementing with David Cohn, supplementing with uh, Roger Clemens, and 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 guys (laughs) like that. It was when the the Yankees got to the early two thousands and started overpaying for guys and paying for what guys did a couple of years ago and not what they were doing. Is so, where the Yankees ran into trouble. And then by 2006, Trevor, am I right? By 06, literally 06, 07, 08, they were terrible. They were still making the playoffs. They were terrible. They were not well constructed teams. They were not productive. They were not, they, you know, everybody wanted to be on base. They weren't doing that. Mm-hmm. The Yankees had to catch up uh, to the analytics. And again, I think this is where the Giants are. The Giants are where the, the 06 Yankees were, where it's like, We'll just keep adding superstars and slow, you know, doesn't work. Doesn't work when the league changes. You got to keep up. 
I, I'm with Sander. I mentioned it earlier. Uh, it's been New a 10 year rebuild. Yeah. Yeah. But look at all the coaches. You're, you're rebuild every year now. All these different guys. You, you yeah. say a 10 year rebuild when you have a limited five years. Hold on. I'll tell you why. Eight, Ready? I'll tell you why. Yeah, Let me tell you why. Everyone Let me tell you why. See that year. Let me tell you why. Since they won the Super Bowl, okay, th- this team has has not ever convinced itself that it was in full rebuild build mode. That's true. Mm-hmm. They they constantly try to do uh, what the seventeen Yankees and this year's Red Sox teams did, sort of rebuild on the go and have success. That's not that's a rarity in sports. You don't usually get that to happen. You don't usually rebuild and you make the postseason or go to a world. That doesn't happen. No. It's rare. To think that the Giants were going to do that, that's the philosophy of the Maras. And it's stupid. Again, you know how I feel, Jace, about, about knockout guys against boxers. I'm always going to take the boxer. The Giants are a knockout kind of organization. Every now and again, good defense, some timely offense, 10 and 6, wild card, Super Bowl. That's basically been the formula for success. They had one great team, 86, period. Here's the thing. You guys keep saying rebuild. You can never have a rebuild when you keep going back to step one. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's just a build. He just keeps chopping off your face. We're not going forward, so it's not a rebuild. We're just still building at this point. It's a, it's a mess. This is a, a great point. Every Look at the Browns, the Niners, the Cardinals. You can rebuild in two years how about the Col- with how about competent the personnel, the plain and simple. Look at the Colts. Lost Peyton Manning, went 1-15, drafted Andrew Luck. Now they didn't help him with the offensive line, but they eventually – Got back to playing Colts football, which was a consistent power in the AFC, and they've been consistent since. Just look, it, do, it shouldn't take four or five years. That's why you also, it's not just drafting in the first round. There's guys that are in the third, fourth round. I mean, look at freaking Russell Wilson. For God's sakes, the greatest player of all time was a sixth round pick. You could still hit. Now, are you going to get a guy like Tom Brady in the sixth round that's going to hit realistically? No. But it's still a possibility. You got to hit in those those day two drafts, and that's what the Giants did for their Super Bowl teams. You got to hit. I was gonna say, you know what? Listen, I I mean, I think if you look back at the Giants drafts in the last twenty years, you can make an argument they've got a lot more success out of their number seven round picks than they have from their first round picks. Well, just a couple, just a couple guys like Bradshaw jumped to mind. Wilson jumped seventh round picks who were big contributors. Uh, Crowder, another great one. A couple picks that come to mind for me recently is. Well, the Saquon pick because there was a need for offensive line, as there has always been, and there was a need for quarterback at the time. And we didn't know. I mean, Josh Allen had the talent. Lamar had the talent. We didn't expect them to be maybe superstars the way that they are now. And another one that really bothers me, too, is another time that the Giants could have taken an offensive lineman who's become a pretty good, solid pro, perennial pro bowler, plays for the New Orleans Saints. His name is Ryan Ramchick. Had the chance to draft him, but they took a guy named Evan Ingram with Jerry Reese. And that's the problem. The Giants draft for the fanciness, the the, the best of play, the BPA, as they like to call it, BS. I like to call that. They have to draft for need, and they don't draft for need. They needed an offensive lineman. Last year, Andrew Thomas, they took a guy that they needed. He didn't start off good, but guess what? Now if he can stay healthy, which is unfortunate that he's out right now, 
but he was playing to a level that, hey, guess what? That's a that's a great pick right there. They needed a quarterback at the time, Daniel Jones. Maybe wasn't a maybe wasn't a pick that we'll forever talk about, depending how it goes and panders out for the rest of this season. We don't know. But the Giants have been awful with drafting. Their hirings have been questionable. And that's where their situation is. And they go for big play weapons like and contracts that just hasn't panned out. And that's the Here's problem. the other thing about the Maras is, look, you, you bring in Joe Judge and you bring in Bob McAdoo and you bring in these guys that don't have a ton of experience and have never worked in a market like New York. And New York is absolutely brutal, as you know, Zay. It's a brutal market. It's a brutal sports town. And if you're not if you're not caught for that, it, it just makes it that much more difficult. And none of those guys has handled the media particularly well. And I think Joe Judge sounds like an idiot every week as he tries to reassure us that everything is fine when it's clear it isn't. Yeah, I mean, it's just a lot. A lot wrong. No one's ever going to have the answer. I mean, it's probably going to continue. And then just out of the blue, Giants will have a, a winning season like it has been in the past. But with all this criticism about all the different GMs for the Giants, let's play a little GM of our own. Trade deadline's coming up in two weeks. And if you were a GM for any team, uh, what is a deal that you try to get done? Start off with you, Sean, for the trade deadline. Yeah, Um. so I, I had two written down. Uh. One is for the Colts. I would try and go out and get a tackle. Um, the big name would be uh, Jake Matthews for me from the Falcons. I think that the Falcons are absolutely terrible, uh, but they they do have a good left tackle in Jake Matthews and Eric Fisher, who the Colts signed in the offseason, hasn't been working out great. Uh, the right tackle Braden Smith has been hurt this year, so I mean you could put him at either tackle spot. I mean they're also missing Quentin Nelson, so if you can get some more protection for Carson Wentz up front. I think that would help them a lot. The Colts the last couple of years have had a great offensive line. It's kind of dipped off a little bit this year. So I think if they can go out and get a left tackle like Jake, Jake Matthews, who I'm, I'm sure the Falcons will be looking to trade some people um, just to try and get a rebuild going because they're, uh, they're not going anywhere but down as of now. So Colts, uh, Jake Matthews, I think would be a good one. And then secondly, for the Chiefs, they, they need some pass rush. They need something on defense. Uh, obviously, they've been terrible. So I would try and go out and get uh, Josh Allen from the Jags or Grady Jarrett from the Falcons. Uh, they moved Chris Jones, who was normally a D-tackle, out to DN this year. So uh, I think they need some interior pass rush. So Grady Jarrett would help there. Or if they can get Josh Allen from the, the Jaguars, I think the Jaguars would probably be looking to trade too because uh, we know that they're a terrible team. And Frank Clark has been upsetting this year. He's only played in three games. Uh, he's been hurt. He doesn't have a sack so far this season. Uh, and he's getting paid a whole lot of money to not show up and produce for them. So I think a pass rusher for them would be good. So I'd, I'd go after one of them too. Jay, what you got? Well, I heard the Colts also. I, I mean, like Sean said, he hit on most of the points. But I also thought the Colts could add a, a big play receiver, maybe someone I thought in the offseason, I thought Julio Jones would have been a great fit to go there. Again, the Colts, while they have great offensive weapons, they're still 31st in red zone efficiency, only better than the Giants. And I they, obviously they put up a lot of points last week. But again, you're playing the Texans who weren't that great. A team that is, to me is underperforming. I thought at the beginning of the year they'd have a way better record in this division than they have. 
obviously they've lucked out by they having the fact that you have the Jaguars and the Texans in this division who aren't going to pose much of a threat so they can, you know, continue to linger on the way they are. But that was one of the teams I had. I also had Philadelphia. I thought Philadelphia, to me, I, I'm not a Jalen Hurts guy. I thought I'd make a push and go down and get Deshaun Watson. I think if you can add a quarterback there in Philly, I think you can have something there. I think they have a ton of offensive weapons. Their defense is pretty good. And I think, again, Deshaun Watson, you can plug him almost into any team, and he can instantly be a great – he can take your offense to a whole new level. So I was probably the two teams I was thinking on. All right. Well, I like those both. Joe, you got any moves? I do. Uh, and you might love this or hate this, but the Baltimore Ravens have nine picks in the first four rounds of next year's draft. I think the Giants should call the Ravens and offer Saquon Barkley. They obviously have a real need at running back, and we have no need for a running back. So uh, I think maybe that's the team. This is the time, and I think that would solve their problems in the short term uh, and it could help our problem in the long term beyond that I'd love to see the Packers go out and get Braden Cooks I think maybe even moving Jordan Love to some deserving team like the Texans or somebody who maybe wants to to see what this kid's all about yet will you tell you tell that Aaron Rodgers fella uh, you want him around I think that would really do it. So go out and, and, and make that happen. I don't want to see I don't want to see him play for the Jets at the end of his career. You know what I mean? I don't want to see that. I want to see that Brett Favre kind of thing where he's a Viking and he's got a beard, you know, and he's flashing himself to Jets masseuses. I don't I don't want to see that for the end of this guy's career. Keep him in Green Bay. That's where he belongs. Get him Braden Cooks. Seriously, you think that? I think if they see someone to go, I, if it only if it goes south, I would try to move Rogers early so you don't get nothing for him. Just lose him in the offseason for nothing. I don't know. That's probably what I would. I'd probably move Rogers before I move Jordan Love. But uh, I know Trev and Steve. You guys got the notes a little late. Steve, is there any move that you'd want to see done by any team? Uh, let me think. Uh, I know you got one. Yeah, you got one. You got one, Trev. I do. I do. Yep. I think it's very simple. I think if the Green Bay Packers want to get get that championship, Aaron Rodgers want to get that championship, they need another need to add another piece to that offense. It's very simple. Go over to Cleveland, call this guy, a Modell Beckham Jr. Get him out of there because you know that's a, a, a. something ready to boil up and go into turmoil mode because the Cleveland Browns have not been performing the way that we expected to in this preseason. This season. We expected them to be Super Bowl contenders. It hasn't lived up to it. Odell Beckham Jr. is frustrated. Aaron Rodgers, you want your last dance? Well, guess what? You go ask your GM, you want me to stay or do you want you want to win a championship with me? You want to end this on a, a pretty nice note? It's not going to end perfectly, but if you could make this move, you already got Devontae Adams who is the best receiver in football. Alan Lazard, Randall Cobb, they're nice pieces. They are. Robert Tanya, nice piece. Aaron Jones, one of the best backs in the game. You add another player like Odell Beckham Jr. of his talents, you don't think he'd want to go to Green Bay and play with Aaron Rodgers? If I'm the if I'm the Green Bay Packers, you're this close from, again, maybe making another NFC title game. Why don't you want to go over the top and go make a move? I know you're cheap. I know you don't like to make moves like this, but it's time to – 
time to go out and put your marbles or put I should say to put your chips in front of the table and go all in with it because that's what I would say. Trev, you know why I love that. Because, because it's me for, saying it, thank you. For, but you but listen for Odell Beckham Jr. to to really truly be a diva wide receiver in the vein of Terrell Owens, Chad Ochocinco, Randy Moss, all the great whiny wide receivers, uh, selfish kind of you know idiotic wide receivers have all played for at least three teams. And so if Odell were to go to Green Bay or anywhere else at this point, he would be able to check that box uh, of having played for a minimum of three different franchises. It would also be very funny to see two divas together with Aaron Rodgers and OBJ. Jace, I I got dynamic. That would be my one thing. And and there's been rumors about this. This one's going to be a little bit crazy. Miami Dolphins to Sean Watson. That's so obvious. Yeah, but – but it's the most but, obvious trade that's going to happen yeah. because you saw the rumors. Steve, like, yeah, Steve, yeah. that yeah. might happen before the show Steve, is over. Yeah. That's like a reality <laughs> happens. They just yeah. went for physicals. Yeah. Have you ever seen the commercial? Thank you, Captain Obvious. <laughs> Steve, you pull the Captain Obvious right there. <laughs> hey, I mean, it is a good move though, and yeah. it, it yeah. is it's something that they oh, yeah. obviously get- should do. And I, I do, I think it's, I do think that there's a little more to. I, I do think it's in the works. Anytime, anytime you could get a quarterback like Deshaun Watson, I know that they're one and five currently right now. I heard the deal is done. I heard that it's false. I don't think there's anything yet. I know yeah, there's a lot of Washington rumors here, going yeah. on. Tua going to Washington, they're saying. There's a lot of rumors with this whole deal going. But uh, until I see breaking news from yeah. Listen, Jen, there, there's, there's got to at least be some sort of conversations happening at, at a uh, high yeah, level. Whether it gets say, done or not, I mean, yeah. uh, you know. I think you're. I think we're beyond just rumor level. I think these are talks that are happening. Oh yeah, they, they say they that can, it's supposed to happen. Right. So well, again, whether they close the deal or not remains to be seen. But yeah, you know, I I do think that's uh, it'd be I pretty cool. I'm not gonna lie. Out. I'm going to the Giants Dolphins game this year. So if Watson's playing with the Dolphins, that's pretty freaking cool. I'm not gonna lie. I don't think he'll, he'll be cool. playing. I don't think he'll be playing. We'll see. It's in December. Again, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> We told Zay you. during the offseason, you were the one saying that he was going to play. No, I said I don't think he'll get suspended. He hasn't got suspended. Well, okay. As All far right. as playing, I can't tell you that because the NFL yeah. immediately said if he was to get traded, I believe they said he'd be indefinite, like he's on an exempt list or something like that. He wouldn't be able to I'm play. Sure exempt list. Yeah. yeah, something yeah. like that. I'm not sure how that's going to work. But, uh, he on that um, Trevor Bauer list. Trevor's are all doing well this year. Trevor Lawrence finally got his first win. Finally, Trevor Bauer hasn't played in years, it seems like. And well, you got good old Trev here. The <laughs> curse of Trev. <laughs> the curse of Trev. Uh, Deal ask you if Deshaun Watson's getting dealt. It has to come in the next couple of weeks because tread, de- tread deadline's coming. But for me, close it out. I think. You're you're the Jaguars. You're struggling. This this season's a chalk. You got Travis Etienne in the wings. I think you trade Robinson to the Chiefs because let, let, let's be real for a sec. The Cowboys they are just the Chiefs with a run game, and their defense is playing a little bit better than the Chiefs this year. But just for the Chiefs to have a run game, make that offense just that much better, that will catapult them because they've been 
I mean, Daryl Williams really is a competent hard. back. Daryl Williams is a pretty competent back. Yeah, you don't back. like Clyde Edwards Hilaire? He's out. No, but I mean, you need a guy. Yeah, I know. James Robinson is back. very consistent, and he's been like, look what he did. He was great last year. He he has been the one consistent point for this. Jazz I don't think team. he fits that offense. I see mm-hmm. James Robinson as more of a. I feel like a guy like Daryl Williams and guys like Clyde Edward Hilaire is more of a perfect match for them. Just the they way they need a receiving off- back too. I just just the way their offensive style is, their how their schemes are each and every game. I feel like they like that quick. Maybe they'd be interested in James Robinson is more of a power back. That's, yeah, James yeah. Robinson is more, no, more of a power back. I don't see the Chiefs ever getting into a power-type run game, whereas they like to use their running backs out of the backfield. James Robinson's a great back, don't get me wrong, but he wouldn't be the right fit in Kansas City. He's a better fit but in Jacksonville. I mean, with the he'd power be a better, back, he'd, he'd be able to run fit. between the tackles. Here's a good no, here's a play good action. No, thanks. I if for a band aid situation, Jason, I think that'll work perfectly. Not like a full term situation. A better fit for James Robinson would be Baltimore. Band aid situation. I like that too. Baltimore would be a better fit for him, and Uh, and that too because of the way they run, because of their scheme. They love to run the football, so that's a perfect. They're a power eye top type team. It's just in a spread offense, a pistol offense. That's what they try to run. Whereas the Chiefs, they like the run and gun. They got that shotgun, the West Coast offense. They love to do it where they're throwing the ball all over the place. James Roberts is more of a power back. He'd be more of a match in Baltimore. That's what I would say. But even when – no, I do think you do – like a team like that could benefit, will benefit from a power back. Just being able to run between the tackles better, I think, would just benefit them. I mean – I mean, like I said, Jason, band aid situation. Like Seattle, they had a band aid. Yeah, and for their quarterback situation, <laughs> they would. Yeah, and I mean, we gotta have multiple facets. Uh, I mean, run through, run having to run back by committee is never a bad thing, really. But uh, especially when you got all decent guys like that. But uh, all right, we're gonna talk about some bets. But with bets, you gotta take care of your finances. So let's hear from JPEX Financial. You have a 401k and some savings for future retirement, but you don't even know if it's enough to live off of. How much is enough? And how often do you think about it? The team at JPEX Financial Group can help set your mind at ease. We specialize in creating strategies, doing the planning and managing of your financial, educational, and investment needs. We help clients pursue their investment goals with sound financial strategies. You deserve a personal, tailored plan. Lasting, meaningful, and open relationships are the foundation of our practice. You've worked hard for your money and should feel confident with your investment choices as you make decisions for your financial future. Your goals are our goals. We are dedicated to your needs and hopes for your future. Visit our website or give us a call at 860-430-5397. That is JPAX Financial. Thank them for sponsoring today's episode. And when you're betting on these games, you got to make sure your finances are right. So check out JPEX Financial. And speaking of bets, let's get into some best bets. Uh, I'm going to pull up the graphic here soon. But let's start off, say, tomorrow night you got the Broncos getting it done on the road against the Browns. I know uh, Baker Mayfield's not playing. you got Case Keenum. Both running backs are out for the Browns. So this looks like a good one. Yeah, yeah. To, um, obviously, like you said, no running backs. You're talking about the quarterback, uh, Baker Mayfield, again, re-aggravating that 
injured shoulder, even though it's not the throwing shoulder, it still is going to play some part in the game. Obviously, maybe he'll get, I could see him getting knocked out probably this time because he took a lot of shots last week where I wasn't sure if he was even going to get back up. So I think if he did take shots like that this week with such a short turnaround, I'm not sure if he'll be able to finish that game. And that, to me, favors the Broncos. When you have no running back, you got no quarterback. At that point, I think it's a gimme. So I'm going to take the Broncos in this one. Well, I, I like it. Look at the defense. He's going to get the Broncos defense, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Someone's going to get to the quarterback. I'm pretty sure the Browns are favored too. So the Broncos plus two, right? It's plus, it's plus, it's plus two, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm pretty sure it's a neg- minus. Am I sure? No, it's, no, no. Browns are a three-point favorite. That's, that's yeah, even yeah, better yeah. for you, yeah. favorite, Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, okay, yeah. But uh, the Browns are favored? Yeah, the Browns are favored without Baker, yeah. Hold on, because I'm looking at home. The Browns are favored. They're home. They're home. They got the better roster. They're, fa- they're without, favored. Without, but Baker, is yeah. Baker playing or not playing? Baker's yeah, not yeah, playing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He is playing. Yeah, they are. That's crazy. Oh, we that's at it what I thought. That's crazy. Yeah, that's weird. No, I mean, there I are, assume that it had to be. I guess we look at the back. Broncos are going to win the game outright. I would think mm. you're giving me mm. three. Yeah, I'm sorry. My my mind was thinking that the Broncos. I guess I read. No, that no, 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 no. I was. I'm thinking not surprised that, at all. The Browns are, aren't favored in that. Zay, I would have taken that too. Jeez. Yeah, now I'm definitely running all over. Hey. <laughs> Can well, I get Case it out Keenum. of that pick? <laughs> Case Keenum was an MVP candidate that year he started for uh, the Vikings. What year was that? Once he, with the Vikings. 2017. They made the NFC Championship. Oh, oh yeah. When? 2000 when? 17. Oh, I thought he said And 17. then he went to the, the Yeah, Broncos Conor McGregor was good that year, too. <laughs> hey. so, was Gary, so was Gary Sanchez. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, ran right into that one, buddy. Uh, yeah, I've put good this year. up before. <laughs> I'm 0 and 2. 0 and 2 both times picking the Bills. You got to stop picking the Bills, Trevor. I know. Or you're just a bad luck charm for. Yeah, or when he picks the Bills, they play bad. (laughs) Didn't you just hear me earlier? I just said it's karma for the Trevors right now. It's not not working well for them. But uh, other than that, uh, all four four of us got got wins. Good for us, guys. We all won. Congratulations. I clawed back to 500. Yeah. Four or three will look nice next week. Claude back. I don't think you ever were 500, Joe. <laughs> How the hell do you even get a tie? There he was. I mean, Claude. A push. A push. A I picked Cincy plus three against the Packers, and it was a three-point game. So, All right, Joe. Raiders minus three versus the Eagles. Steve had the Eagles plus three against the Raiders as one of his oh. best bets on Sports Talk. Oh no! Listen, uh, I I I think that when the Eagles play bad teams, we mistakenly start to think they're a good team. Uh, they're they're in the Giants league really at this point. Uh, and and when they play a good team like the Raiders, uh, I think you'll see the difference between where they're at. So I definitely like the Raiders here, uh, given three at home in Vegas. Steve, how are the Eagles going to get it done? I think Miles Sanders, like he has a big game. Jalen Hurts has a big game. I'm Miles Sanders is on two of my fantasy teams. He sucks, and he doesn't do anything. He doesn't yeah, get, the get, they, they they get, get the ball. They got to get the ball. They did it in that last series. Hopefully Sirianni starts to learn to give him the ball. I think I just don't buy the Raiders yet. I, I mean, I, I think their offensive line is a little bit shaky. Their defense, is little, they're improving a little bit shaky. I'm not buying the Raiders yet. I, I know they're 4-2, but I, I, I'm not buying them yet. Well, you'll buy him this week, Cap'n. 
No, I, I think I think it's going to be a rough time for Jalen Hurts. I think Max Crosby and Ngakwe is going to be down his throat. And I, I think Darren Wall is going to have a big game. But I don't know. No, Raiders are going to get done. Like, I, I like Jalen Hurts a lot, but, yeah, I don't see the Eagles getting it done. In Vegas. Yeah, in Vegas. A young kid going to Vegas for the first time in Jalen Hurts. I could see Vegas. I could see Vegas losing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, the Eagles like aren't that bad. No way the Eagles are coming into Vegas and beating Derek Carr. <laughs> 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 oh my god. Yeah, oh, no, listen, I, I, I just look Derek Carr uh is playing at a really high level this year. I I got on his train last year. Uh I predicted uh them to upset the Chiefs. Uh they almost had him a second time last year. This is definitely a better team. And, uh, again, like everybody else, dealing with injuries. Josh Jacobs been out. Um, but, yeah, these guys, man, I don't know. They find a way to get it done. And, uh, again, if this game was at the link, I might flip it. I might I might take the Eagles in that case. But I, I feel like the Raiders at home, I think that's too much for the Eagles. <laughs> All right. But uh, now, Sean, the night game, you got the Colts. Going into Santa Clara. That was that was one of mine to, too. The same one yeah. Sean had. Great mind thinks alike, Steve. Uh, yeah, I've, if you look at the record four and two on the year, uh, if you're a sports better, just go ahead and take my picks because you're you're going to win some money. Uh, yeah. So this week, the the Niners. I, I just don't buy in the Niners this year. They're not that great. Uh, they don't have a question or they don't have an answer at quarterback. Uh, both these quarterbacks are questionable going into this week they still have a pretty good defense but ever since the forest buckner left that that pass rush hasn't been as great uh i just i don't buy into them and the colts they've been in games this year uh obviously the record is two and four but i think they're better one than what their record indicates um obviously they blow out the texans last week the texans are terrible but and then they they have a close game with the rams so i, I think the colts get it done on sunday night carson wentz has looked a lot better lately they get back ty hilton so I, I think the Col- I think the Colts can win outright. I, I'm surprised that it's this big of a big big of a number. So uh, yeah, I'm I'm going Colts plus four. Yeah, Steve, you agree with Sean? You're going against Joe, and you're also going against Zay. Yes, I'm going against Zay, and I know that that uh, Baker's not playing, and, and Chubb and Hunt aren't playing, but I think it's going to be the defense of the Browns going to be the pass rush of. Uh, you know, Miles Garrett and Jacavion Clowney getting pressure on Teddy Bridgewater, just like Max Crosby did last week for the Raiders. And I think the Browns win this one. I think they win it by a score, but I still think they win and cover at home. Denver on a short week, having all the way to Cleveland, lost three in a row. I'm going with the Browns, my best bet. That same defense that's given up 84 points in the past two games? It's Teddy Bridgewater. Last week with Justin Herbert and Kyler Murray. It's Teddy Bridgewater. Why is it a Teddy? What did Teddy do to you? They have a – Yeah, that's Zay's favorite quarterback. Yeah, listen, I, I, I don't disagree with Steve. I mean, look, the, the Browns have defense solid weapons, has gotten absolutely solid. lit up. But it's a good defense. Weapons. It doesn't matter. I, I do think that the Browns defense, uh, unlike the Washington defense, I think can turn things around and and play better. Uh, they've got the talent. They've they've got the hey, they got everything they need. The so thing is they, uh, they're they going to be. They don't need Teddy to be like Kyler. They don't need him to be Herbert, where he has to throw for five hundred yards and five touchdowns. They have weapons on the on that team. They can run the football with Javante Williams. Um, they've got Noah Fant. 
they do have weapons still. Let's not forget Corlin Sutton, who was almost like a 1,400-yard receiver before the year before he got injured and he shattered his leg last year. He's a, he's a solid receiver. Tim Patrick, another solid receiver. Say, dude, Tim Patrick might be they one of the best weapons. number two if guys in the t- league. Every week Teddy that guy puts enough, up numbers. Teddy doesn't have to do a lot. If he just does the right time when asked to be to make those throws, he can deliver. I'm not saying he's going to be Kyler Murray or Justin Herbert this week and go off, but I'm saying this defense is questionable with with um, uh, the Cleveland Browns. And we thought this defense was going to be stout. I mean, it's been – I know it's against Kyler and Herbert the past two weeks, but still, it's that's where we got to see the measuring stick for the Cleveland Browns defense. How legit are they? Yeah. Can't handle the great quarterbacks. Maybe you handle uh, a middle of the pack guy in Teddy Bridgewater. We'll see. But it's a toss up type game. It's not like it's a, it's a, oh, well, definitely, they're definitely the Cleveland Browns are winning. Yeah, if, they, if, if the Broncos don't get way behind, they got, they got a chance. I'll, I'll definitely yeah. give you that. It's just if they get way behind, because that happened against the Ravens, that happened against the Steelers, that oh, happened yeah. last week. When, if the Broncos oh, yeah. get behind with Bridgewater, it's going to be a tough night for them. That's what I'm saying. It's just, this is a tough, a toss up type game. This could be like a 51 49% type game. I mean, you could go 50 50 either way. It doesn't matter. I, I, know the, I know the Browns got some weapons still, but who's going off? I, Jonathan Peoples Jones, uh, I, I, who was going off on that on that Cleveland team? I like the Broncos to win the game. I'm, with you. I, I, I'm I sorry. I, I think they're. I think I they're missing way too many weapons. We'll see. We'll see what happens. And, no, and Jarvis Landry. He's obviously out as well. Yeah, I mean they're they're seriously lacking. Who's gonna Who's Beckham. gonna put the ball in the end zone? Oh, no. Ernest Johnson. Oh no, Beckham Jr. No, I haven't even fantasy. I need a big week. So well, I wouldn't bank on that. All right. All yeah. right. Yeah, it should be interesting. Definitely a lot more interesting with all those injuries to the Browns this game is. But uh Trev, you gonna get your first win this week? Yeah, we've all heard the saying third time's a charm. Well, Trev's gonna get it this week because the Washington football team is god awful right now. They are dead last and giving up the most passing yards per game at just over a solid 309 yards per game. I expect Aaron Rodgers, Devontae Adams, and company to dominate this game. This Washington team is not good. This supposed dominant defense that we were all waiting for and was going to be Super Bowl caliber has not shown up. Chase Young, who I'm a huge fan of, hasn't really been the stat. His sacks doesn't have a lot of sacks. Yeah, I don't even think he has a sack right now. He, this team is struggling defensively. I expect Green Bay to torch this team up, and I expect them to pick them apart. And they're they're on a roll since they lost their 38 to three opening loss to the Saints. They're on a roll. They are finding ways to win close, and they're finding ways to win big. This is a game I expect them to cover, and I expect them to win big. Over a team in the entire NFC East, the definition that's been pretty much god awful, other than the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah, eight and a half is a big number, though. Oh, I know, but I was big looking number. at some of the bigger, the bigger games. Like I wanted to pick the box, but no, that's yeah. Big. Did you see the it, Cardinals spread? This, yeah, the Cardinals spreads eight, almost eighteen and a half or eighteen. There, yeah. Speaking of the Cardinals game, I got the Cardinals with the over. Uh, 17 and a half, I wanted to pick it, but that's just so, so big. I think that against this Texans defense, I think the Cardinals themselves can score 48 points. Like, and I, Cardinals do also have a tendency to, after big wins, play, play down their opponents. So I can see the Texans scoring a couple here. So that that's why I have it the over and 47, like for how electric this uh, Cardinals – Offenses, 
that's a pretty low number. So I think that they'll get pretty smashed. But uh, all right, that's going to do it for best bets. And let's take a look at fantasy locks last week. Oh, would you look at that, Tyreek Hill? Tyreek Hill, great. How are we doing this? How am I at the bottom? I'm in the lead. Did I win last week? Yes, you won last week with Matt Stafford. Oh, so I've done two times, and I almost got 40 points. You guys are – if I was doing this all year, you guys would be screwed. (laughs) You can only pick one player a week. No, you got – you have 37.6 total. You're averaging, uh, what, 59? Almost 20 points points a game. Yeah, almost 20. Look what I'm averaging. Just remember, two players. I've only had two games. Yeah. right now. Sean, you finally broke 100? Yeah. <laughs> but the Najee Harris pick was good. I mean, I'm, I'm sticking with running backs from now on. That's, yeah. All right. And we'll, and we'll get to that. But uh, we just talked about Cardinals against the Texans. Revenge game for J.J. Watt, but also DeAndre Hopkins. And Joe, you going to put it. up? Yeah, look, that defense is uh, not great, and uh, Kyler Murray is having an MVP caliber season, and he's got to get the ball into DeAndre Hopkins' hands, and DeAndre Hopkins going to light it up, score a couple touchdowns, 130 yards in the air, like 10 catches. It's going to be a it's going to be a DeAndre Hopkins kind of day. That's your guy. Make sure you make sure you lock him in. All right, and Zay sticking in that game. You just got the QB. Kyle Murray. It's going to Bob Square pick of the week. I need to make up some more points, make up some more ground. You guys guys are actually catching up. Like you said, one of the highest scoring teams in the league. He'll obviously put up a lot of points, hopefully to Joe's guy, but just not enough that Joe ends up beating me this week. But ah, <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> we'll see. Man, a lot of Every- Christian Kirk and AJ Green. Hopefully. Yeah, and Rondell Moore. Or is he injured? He's always injured. But, or at least in college. But uh, now, Sean, you're sticking with the running backs. The running back, the best running back against the struggling Chiefs defense. That's right. Uh, Najee Harris finally got it done for me last week. Uh, it's the first running back I picked. So I'm going to try to get back in this. And uh, who better to pick than Derrick Henry, who, like you said, best running back in the league. I hope that he goes on a tear this week. Maybe another 100-yard game with three touchdowns would be huge for me to try and get back into this uh, fantasy lock race. So, King Henry, uh, it's up to you. Let's get it. Mm, okay. And – Steve, you're in that game too. But you're going Patrick Mahomes to get it yeah, done. Yeah, should should have a big week against this uh, Titans defense. I mean, he should go off. He should have four or five touchdowns. Weather should be nice. It's supposed to be nice in Nashville. It's going to be a back and forth game. I picked it 35 31 on my show today. And I think Mahomes is a huge week, throws four or five touchdowns against the Titans. All right. So I, I think we're all just doubling up on games. But, uh, Trev, Monday no. night. Alvin Kamara, the genius, never doubles up. Never. I was actually going to go Derrick Henry, Sean. Good call. But anyways, I'm going to go with Alvin Kamara coming off the bye. And the Seattle Seahawks are giving up a beautiful 141 yards on the ground. They're a terrible defense. I know they had the opportunity to win last week against Pittsburgh, but Najee had another solid game for them. 
they haven't been able to stop anybody on that defense. Alvin Kamara, I expect him a lot to be heavily involved in that passing game. Jameis, you know how he likes to check it down sometimes. Maybe it could be his best friend because of the sense of the way he likes to be turnover prone. But I'm going with AK-41. I expect him to have a huge game coming off the bye. And, and I didn't mean doubling up players. We're doubling up games. Joe and oh, I gotta be Zay gotta on be the cards. Sean and Steve on the Titans cards. I mean, Titans Chiefs game. I'm sorry. Sorry, Trev. Oh I got Jameis. And I got him because, hey, I you think. Been, you could have picked any other quarterback. You could have picked Rodgers against hey, Washington. My I boy. Believe my you. boy. The Famous last time Jameis. you did this was a travesty for yourself. I know. I know. But he's going <laughs> to get done against the Seahawks. Why? Why? Because why. the Seahawks' best coverage defender is Bobby Wagner, and Jameis loves to look down the field and throw the football. Blitz boy yeah. ain't going to do well, anything. He has a lot of picks. Well, you know, yeah. Jameis is yeah, he's so inconsistent. Seahawks secondary is terrible. Yeah. I, I understand that, but it's Jameis. You're, we just said Teddy, we said Teddy Bridgewater a little while. All of a sudden, it, it, we think Jameis Winston's a It depends what Jameis you get. He's yeah. He's had a lot of good games this year. Just got to stay away from the interceptions. Sean you, say a lot of good, Sean, you say a lot of good things on the show. That wasn't one of them. Look at—I mean, he—he's had. He, I know for a fact he's had two solid games. It's still oh, two solid games out of six. Whoops. We had and three. He's had three. It's been one good, three, yeah, bad, been, good, bad, good, bad. But I think he should be good. A lot of Coming passing off a yards, bye. or a lot of passing touchdowns. Excuse me, not a lot of passing yards. Coming off a bye, That's I think stinks. him. The Seahawks, like I, I said it prior to the season, everyone looked at me with questionable. Faces because not I, me. I'm riding James train with you. No, I'm talking about the Seahawks. The Seahawks they oh. regressed because they've stayed the same. Everyone around them got better, and this is a oh, team they, right they now. They stink. They stink. I, yeah. I can't believe everybody buys into Seattle. I know Steve loves the Seattle Seahawks. I'm I'm done with them now. I'm done. yeah. About time. You should have been done with them like four years ago when they're the same exact team. They get to the playoffs and they lose in the first round. Like I, I always have bought into like Russell the Wilson, but the problem there is just the de- the defense has just wow. been awful. And Bobby Wagner's regressed this year. This defense is just terrible. I, I, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm done with them in terms of being in terms of being a championship contender. And obviously with Wilson, they're not going to be able to win a lot of games. Yeah. So, yeah, I, James is going to get done. I think he's going to light up that defense. So. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You said Alvin Kamara is going to do great things in the passing game. Guess who's giving him the ball? James. Taysom Hill, baby. Oh, Taysom yeah. Hill. Yeah. Don't forget about Taysom Hill. Did both his passes against the Giants were picks, so. But, uh, all right. Yeah, he ran over the entire he ran over the de- Yeah, he ran over the defense yeah. for a touchdown also, so. Yeah, he's not the passing the ball the to Alvin Kamara. I'll tell you that. But That's uh, the only thing that scares me about the Saints is because of uh, and why I picked Alvin. I'm thinking about it now. I'm going to go with it. But still, when Taysom Hill's in, you know he takes away from yeah. Alvin. So. Yeah, I'm taking but, a chance. Uh, you, can't, you can't win them all. No, but uh, that's gonna do it for John about the G Man. Thanks, you, Trevor, Keys to the City, Steve from Sports Talk with R and J for joining us. Great to be on with you guys. Yeah, thanks, thanks for boys. coming. But uh, that's gonna do it. Shout out to JPEX Financial and Mosquito Shield for sponsoring today's episode. With Mosquito Shield, make sure you go to their website, sign up. For their services for this spring, and you can get a discount code by saying, John, about the G-Men and Clovercrest Media sent you. And for myself, Big Jace, Joe Guire, Sean Scanlon, King Zay, Trevor Keys, and Steve Risser.
Take care. Enjoy the games. I don't know how much we're going to be able to enjoy the Giants game, but we'll see. Thank God I don't get um on TV up down here. So. Oh, yeah. Lucky. Yeah, right. Lucky. <laughs> you just gotta watch uh, ESPN. Like, lucky. I'm lucky because I don't get to yeah. see the Giants. Still want to watch. Forced to watch them every week. Heartbreaking every week. But hey, uh, that's why you got red zone, boys. Yeah. Let's Indeed. let's hope it's not as heartbreaking this week, but we'll see. Uh, thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. And we'll see you next week to talk more New York Giants football. Peace out. The Giants are running New York like the times as Danny is dropping all sorts of dimes. Saquon's thighs are ruining defenses' lives and Leonard Williams making opposing QBs feel him. Receivers think it's scary to line up across James Bradbury and the Giants have a bright future led by coach, judge, jury, and executioner. Tune in to Drawing About the G-Men every Wednesday at 6, live on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. Hello, my name is Joe McGuire. I'm the president of Clovercrest Media Group. And here at CMG, we have a wide variety of podcasts, including sports shows like Keys to the City, The Roll Call, Throwing Jabs, All Four Downs, and Jawing About the G-Men. And great true crime shows like Sticky Meek, Crimes and Consequences, Ivy League Murders, and Bird, The Unsolved Murder of David Eichmann. Find all these podcasts and so much more by visiting CloverCrestMedia.com.